Remember when everyone would ask you when you were little, what do you want to be when you grow up? And now we're grown up and don't know what we're doing with our lives. Hi, my name is Madeline and I am a college and career life coach. I help high school students, college students, and other young adults navigate the confusion that is life after graduation. Whether it's choosing your first career path or changing to a new career path, I am here to help you figure out what it is that you are doing with your life. So welcome, get comfortable, and let's hang out together. Hi everyone, welcome back. I'm ready to get into this topic today, honestly. Last week we talked about what the x-ray career field looked like a little bit. We talked about a general overview of the career, what the schooling looked like, and what a day in the life on the job looks like. So today we're going to talk about more careers in the radiology field. I mentioned last week that I was very pleased with the amount of career growth and development opportunities that were available to me just by becoming an x-ray tech. There are many directions that you can go in the field of radiology. I know more about the patient-facing options, so that's what I will spend a majority of my time talking about. But there are also other options that you have if maybe you're not a huge fan of working with patients. So let's talk about some patient-facing modalities. A modality is basically a type of imaging. Like x-ray is a modality. Ultrasound is a modality. So it's the different types of medical imaging that we have in the field of radiology. So I talked to you about x-ray. Like I said, just to summarize, you're either taking a quick picture and again, we're called button pushers a lot. It is absolutely not that simple. I want to make that clear. It is not as simple as pushing a button. But for the purpose of explaining the difference, I'm going to say it's kind of like taking a picture on a camera. You push the button and it takes a quick picture and there's your image, right? So that's essentially the gist of how it works. It is it does not begin to even scratch the surface of all the science and math and physics behind taking a singular x-ray, but I will spare you the details because it's very confusing. And again, with x-ray, we have live x-ray where you take a bunch of little x-rays at the same time, well, not at the same time, but like at one after another so that it creates kind of like a motion picture. You have CT, which is, it used to be called CAT scans. So CT and CAT scans are used interchangeably for this modality. Um, it stands for computed tomography. And you are basically using a computer, which you use a computer to run most of your machines anyway. But you are using a computer to put together your pictures after the fact. So there's a lot of you take the actual image and then you do a lot of tweaking to the image afterwards to make it good and visible and presentable to send off to the doctor. So 
a CT machine, if you've ever had one, it looks like a big donut. <laughs> we call it the donut of truth <laughs> because you cannot hide anything from that machine. <laughs> We're going to see it in the x-rays. So CT uses the same type of radiation as x-rays. It's kind of like that motion picture concept where you're taking a bunch of x-rays at once. So yes, CTs are a higher radiation dose than x-rays. But you're taking a bunch of pictures, you're getting a full 360 view of the body, whereas x-ray, you don't really get that full in-depth view of the body part that you're looking at. So a lot of times you may get an x-ray and there may be something that they want to see more of and they'll send you off to CT or MRI because both of those have the same kind of setup where you're going into that circular machine and you're getting a big 360 view of what's going on. So I mentioned MRI. We'll go ahead and jump to that one. MRI stands for Magnetic Resonance Imaging. I believe I said that right. If not, just correct me or laugh at me. It doesn't matter. Um, and instead of using radiation, you're using the magnetic field. So an MRI is like a big magnet. And that's why they tell you, you cannot have anything metal on your body when you go into that room. Because what's going to happen is if it's in your body, it's not going to be in your body for long. Like, let's say I have a nose ring and I walk in there because that magnet is so strong. It is literally going to rip my nose ring out of my nose and it's going to fly towards that machine because it's a big magnet. So it's a real safety hazard. <laughs> so they say do not go in there with metal and they mean it because you or somebody else could really get hurt if you were to walk in there with just random pieces of metal on you. And yeah, it's just not, not a good time. So anyway, you lay on the table like you would for a CT machine and you go into this circular machine um, it's like a big donut. So it looks like you're going through the center of a donut to get your imaging done and it uses the magnetic field. So they take a little bit longer to take the images, whereas CT is a little bit quicker. Um, but it uses a totally different method for taking the image. So the physics and the stuff that you'll learn for MRI is totally different than what you're learning for x-ray or CT. So there is interventional radiology, also sometimes called special procedures. With that, you're also using live x-ray. It's going to be higher doses of radiation just because you're doing a lot of live x-ray and you are essentially probably trying to save somebody's life. So basically with interventional, the way that they described it to me when I shadowed was most of the time you are dealing with vascular structures. So you are either creating a roadblock in the vascular structure to save somebody, or you are clearing a roadblock in somebody's vascular structure in order to save somebody. So let's take my grandpa, for example. You have an artery in your neck called your carotid artery. It brings blood up into your brain and he had a blockage just from old age. You know, if you don't have a healthy diet or if you've lived a long time, you know, you have 
a risk of having a blockage in your arteries sometimes. So he had a blockage. It was making him not feel good. He was very groggy, very sleepy all the time. And they found out he had that blockage. So he went in for a procedure where they put a stent in so that they could remove that blockage and allow blood to flow again. And he feels much better now. So things like that, where you are creating, you're either creating or removing a roadblock. I think one time there was somebody in there that came with a big fibroid. I think it was in their uterus. Um, And basically they blocked off the blood flow to that fibroid so that it would quit growing. So those types of things, like I said, you are either creating or clearing a roadblock in someone's vascular structures so that you can help improve their quality of life and sometimes even save their life because there, there are procedures in the cath lab where people who are having active heart attacks go there and they have those blockages or whatever is going on. I don't know the details about it. So don't quote me on this, like do your own research, but basically they put stints in and they help the person to have better blood flow so that they don't have a massive heart attack, or maybe they just don't have any more damage than they have already sustained. I really don't know. Like I said, it's not my specialty. So um, yeah, you're doing a lot of working with arteries and veins and you are working with a doctor in that type of procedure. You're setting up sterile trays in that type of procedure all the time because you don't want anybody to get an infection, especially when you are dealing with um, their blood and their vascular structures. So that one is a little more, I feel like high stress, especially because sometimes it's literally life or death for that patient. So um, yeah, that one's a little more high stress, but that one has always been very interesting to me. So yeah, that is interventional radiology slash special procedures slash cath lab. The next one is nuclear medicine. And if you've ever heard of a PET scan, that falls under nuclear medicine. Or some people have nuclear medicine bone scans. Or if you've ever done a HIDA scan or a HIDA scan, I really don't know how you pronounce it. Um, I've heard it both ways. Or let me think, um, a gastric emptying study, I believe, is another one that they do in um, nuclear medicine. So with the majority of these modalities, we are creating the radiation and we are sending it to the patient so that we can take an image. In this case with nuclear medicine, you are administering the radioactive material into the patient's bloodstream or they're eating radioactive eggs and you're watching their stomach empty, whatever the case is, you are making them the source of radiation instead of your machine and your equipment, the source of radiation. So it's a little bit different, but you give the patient the radioactive material and the parts of their body that are more metabolically active. A lot of times this is a good 
modality for detecting cancer, benign tumors, something that is having that uncontrolled cell growth that is technically abnormal, right? This is a good modality for that. A lot of people have PET scans to look for cancer throughout their body or the nuclear medicine bone scans because of how it works. You have that radioactive material, you ingest it or you inject it, and the parts of your body that are more metabolically active are going to metabolize that a lot quicker. So they are going to be the ones that show up on the scan a lot brighter because they have already metabolized more of that radioactive material making them glow basically on the scans if you've ever seen a pet or a nuclear medicine skin. A lot of times nuclear medicine is used to confirm brain death because they will give the patient the radioactive material and if there is no activity in the brain, I believe the way it works is that it would not show up as anything glowing in the brain. Because technically, I mean, when I say glowing, if you haven't seen a scan, you may not know what I'm talking about. So Google a nuclear medicine scan or um, a PET scan and so you'll literally see what I'm talking about. It like pretty much glows. So a lot of times um, PET scans are paired up with either MRI or CT. And that's what helps the technologist and the doctor see exactly which organs and body parts that those glowing areas are laying over so that it's pretty much a, a map of the body where you can see exactly what areas of your body that these higher metabolic activity areas are showing up at. Radiation therapy. Radiation therapy is also pretty much for cancer patients. I, I'm not sure if they do radiation therapy for anybody else other than cancer patients. Again, this area is not my specialty, so look it up. <laughs> Don't quote me on that. Um, but radiation therapy is, again, I believe it is paired with CT. You do CT initially to map out the treatments. And then with every treatment, they do a quick CT scan to help them pinpoint the specific area that they're going to be treating. Radiation therapy is very, very, very strict. Um, I feel like that's not a good word. Like you're making very, very small movements because it is very exact. You have to know exactly where you're treating every time. And it has to be the same exact area, the same exact margins, I guess you could say every single time, because you are giving such a high radiation dosage to that one area. You don't want to just like have the treatment not effective because it's reaching other areas of the body or put other areas of the body at risk because they're getting increased radiation exposure. I think I explained that well. I don't really know. Please, if you're a radiation therapist, please correct me. But <laughs> um, yeah, that's essentially what they do. It's pretty quick. They get patients in and out. They see lots of patients on a daily basis from the experience that I had when I was shadowing. So um, yeah, that can also be a very heavy job. You're, you're seeing the same patients multiple times a week and you're following them throughout their treatment and you probably build an emotional connection with them. So it takes a very, very special person to be able to do that job and to do it well and to also protect their own mental health and emotional well-being. So just keep that in mind when you are considering that job. Ultrasound. 
Ultrasound does not use radiation. It still falls under radiology because it's medical imaging, right? But um, ultrasound does not use radiation, kind of like MRI. MRI does not use radiation. Well, ionizing radiation, which is the potentially harmful type of radiation. Anyway, again, electromagnetic spectrum, I'm not going to get into it. It's what you learn in school, but just know that ultrasound and MRI do not use the potentially harmful type of radiation. So ultrasound uses sound waves, I believe, to create its images. And I always say to every single ultrasound tech that I see, I'm like, I don't know how y'all know what you're looking at because I cannot tell you. But yeah, ultrasound, I believe, is different schooling, which some of these pro or some of these modalities also have schooling that you can go directly into, but a lot of times you do have to become an x-ray tech first before you build up into like CT scans or MRI scans or interventional radiology. But um, I know ultrasound, you can go directly into ultrasound school. I don't know much about the testing and uh, licensure registry type thing because it's a little bit different. So yeah, I would suggest finding an ultrasound tech that you could talk to about that because I, for one, do not know. But if you don't know anybody, I do have some ultrasound friends that I can refer you to if you have any questions. So yes, ultrasound, you use a little probe to like glide it across somebody's body. It uses sound waves to create its image and you get a very black and white, potentially grainy <laughs> image is how I would describe it. Um, ultrasound you most commonly see used to confirm pregnancies and to check up on babies in pregnant women. So, um, so yeah, that is where you would have seen ultrasound before. Mammography. I believe you have to be a woman to go into this field. Like, I'm not saying that because of like a personal opinion. I actually think you have to be a woman to become a mammotech. Um, you can, you know, inquire to confirm. But just because it is a very sensitive time for women, most women don't like going to get their mammos. They are just maybe nervous about potentially having breast cancer or may have already had breast cancer. And it's just a sensitive time. Okay. Nobody likes to have their boobs squeezed really hard. So <laughs> not very many people are happy to be there. I will say, <laughs> but, um, it, that is also x-ray. It's a lower radiation dosage for the type of imaging they're doing since it's for soft tissue. Um, and you'll learn more about that in school if you're interested, but you essentially position the patient, you take multiple images of each breast, and you send those off to the radiologist. You see many patients in a day, so you'll have probably a long list of people that you have to get through every day, um, kind of like radiation therapy. But but yeah, it's a, it's a cool thing. I was also interested in MAMO. Um, I ended up not going to school for it, though, because I wanted to just work in x-ray for a little bit and then I ended up quitting. So <laughs> I don't think I would go back to school for MAMO, but you never know. But essentially you're just taking images of breast tissue to screen for cancer. There um, are also diagnostic procedures that are paired with ultrasound where you are taking biopsies of maybe a cyst in someone's breast or 
Um, I think there are also diagnostic mammo procedures with the mammography machine um, too. So again, not my specialty. So if you want to know more about that, look it up or ask somebody because that's also a better resource than just looking it up. A radiology PA, you can become a PA and be working under the radiologist. So a lot of the radiology PAs are walking around and doing radiology procedures. So they're meeting with the patients, getting the consent, walking them through the procedure, performing the procedure. Sometimes it is a sterile procedure and they confer with the radiologist as far as a preliminary result. Um, And of course they let the radiologist have the final say in what the uh, scans or images or studies have shown. You can become a radiologist, which is the doctor that reads all of the imaging. So they do work on procedures as well, but a majority, depending on what type, what their specialty is, a majority of the time they are in their office looking at all the images that all of us wonderful techs have taken and using our imaging to diagnose what the patient has going on. And I want to take this opportunity to say None of your techs are allowed to give you results because frankly, we were not trained to give you results. We were trained to take a good image so that the radiologist can do his or her job at reading it and giving you the results. So when you say to us, oh, come on, I know you know what you're looking at. Okay, yeah, maybe we do. Maybe we've seen this a time or two, but still legally, we are not allowed to give you results because we were not trained to do so. So don't badger us, please, because it puts us in an uncomfortable position and we have to turn you down. (laughs) So the radiologist is the guy or girl for that because they are the ones who went through the training to know what they were looking at and to be able to diagnose. And they work with the other doctors who have who you're seeing, who have ordered your imaging, and let them know um, what the images say, and if there is something that they found that is emergent, they will call them and let them know that hey, this this is what's going on, and you need to treat this patient immediately. So that is a little bit about what they do. You can also become a radiology nurse. So our radiology nurses, we love them. They work in the radiology recovery area, at least from what I've seen in my experience. And they take care of our patients before and after they have a procedure. So they just monitor them, make sure they're doing okay before they're able to go home. And yeah, they, you essentially do like the same nursing duties, but um, you are aware of like the different radiology procedures and you are directly taking care of those patients before and after those procedures. There are also some non-patient facing positions like engineering, where you're making the equipment that we're using and you're able to perform maintenance on it whenever something we have is not working. There's computer science where you create programs for our equipment and our hospital computers to use. Um, We use a variety of programs every day. So that is also very important, especially for when we're trying to troubleshoot and figure out what is going on with our programs when they are not working. So you can work for the specific companies that make the equipment, like a few of them I can name, Siemens, GE, 
And Philips, that's, you know, some of the top three companies that I've seen with our medical equipment. You can also work for our digital image archive system to help technologists and doctors with any issues they may have. Like, for instance, if I shot a patient's x-ray under the wrong name, I can call that person and say, hey, I sent this image under the wrong name. Can you now move it to this person's name? Because this is the patient that I x-rayed that it needs to fall under, which please don't do that. But (laughs) if that happens, you can call them and um, try and have them fix it. Or if you accidentally send over an image that you meant to delete, you can say, hey, can you delete this before I send it to the radiologist? It just was not what I meant to send and I forgot to delete it and I accidentally sent it over. So that was more so what I was doing on a day. Well, not on a daily basis, but very frequently I'd be like, oh, I didn't mean to send that. But you can also do physics testing. So the physics testing, I think you can work for the state um, and you basically make sure all of our equipment is putting out a safe amount of radiation. So they test our equipment to make sure that it is putting out the levels of radiation that it says it's putting out so that we're not accidentally getting too much or too little radiation because too much radiation obviously is bad. It'll affect your image and too little radiation will also affect your image. We just have to make sure our equipment is working in the way that it says that it's working so that we can continue to get good imaging, which in turn affects the degree of patient care that we are providing. So yeah, that's a pretty quick overview of the radiology field. The majority of it was the patient facing jobs where you are directly working with patients, but you also got a little bit of a look into the non-patient facing things that you could get into. So let me know if you have any questions. I put my email down in the show notes Email me any questions. Email me something else you want to hear about if you're interested in the field of radiology. I'd love to talk about it. You know, I'll talk about it all day. So I learned a lot when I was in x-ray school and when I was working in the field of radiology. I think it's an amazing field. Um, Lots of opportunities to grow and learn. And yeah, you make a big difference in the medical field. We are the eyes of medicine. They could not diagnose and treat without us. So we are really important to the healthcare world send me an email if you have any questions. I will be on my social media talking a little bit more about it all week. So you can find me at Madeline Swan LLC across all platforms, YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok. Make sure you catch all that bonus content that I'm posting. And until next time, stay safe and let's hang out again soon.